overseas basketball connection is an app and platform that connects a pro basketball player to the pro basketball team without having an agent, keeping them coins in your pocket. Normally, when a player wants to play pro, they go hire an agent, sit on their couch, and hope the agent's out there working hard for them, not knowing if the agent's putting in their work, contacting teams, or putting them on the back burner. With OBC, we give the player the power to have their career in the palm of their hands. With our app, players can check out live openings from teams around the world and send their game film and stats straight to the team in seconds with the push of a button. Cutting out the middleman agent. No Referees Podcast and OBC have teamed up to bring you an exclusive offer. For the month of June, you'll get to sign up for free. Tell all your Hooper friends, your sons, daughters, cousins, it doesn't get any easier to live out your dreams with OBC. Overseas Basketball Connection. Number one source for players to play basketball overseas. Welcome to the No Referees Podcast, where we have unpenalized conversations with sports personalities on industry news, their grind, the game, and much more. Please check us out on our social media pages at No Referees Pod for up-to-date info on the show. No rules, no texts, no whistles. This is No Referees Podcast. Welcome back to the No Referees Podcast. I'm your host, Eversaka Joe. Be joined along with our special co-host, Special Jennings, bringing you another quarantine edition of our podcast. Be sure to find us on our social media pages at No Referees Pod and on our new YouTube channel, No Referees Podcast. We're joined today by a very, very special guest, head women's basketball coach at the University of Louisville. He's a Kentucky native. In spare time, you can catch him playing Monopoly Junior with his daughters. <laughs> you can find him on social media everywhere at Coach Jeff Walls and his team page at UofLWBB. Our friend and family, Coach Jeff Walls. What up, brother? I appreciate it, guys. Just trying to, uh, you know, get through this and do what we're supposed to do, our social distancing, just waiting for some warm weather uh, so we can enjoy the outdoors. All right, hey, Coach. You know, as I know today in Louisville, it's raining. You know what I'm saying? The rain, it's rain one day, hot the next day. You know, you, you, your social distance inside, you go outside, you never know what you're going to get outside. No, you're, you're exactly right. We're excited for tomorrow. They're saying 81, which would be fantastic. And, uh, and then it looks like for the rest of the week, the next 10 days are supposed to be nice too. So, <laughs> you know, hopefully we, we can get things back opened up and just do what we're asked and keep our so, social distancing and just try, try and get things going a little bit at a time. Coach, First thing we ask all of our guests on No Referees Podcast, you got the name, No Referees, No Rules, No Text, No Whistles. So, Coach, tell us the very first time you got your first technical foul talking to a referee. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it was my first two years of coaching, which was seventh grade girls. I think I behaved myself then. Uh, you know what? It's, I, I, I wish I could tell you. I've had a few throughout my career, but I've gotten better over the past few years. I think I, I only have one this past year. Uh, so, you know, it, 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 it's one of those that every once in a while you, you've got to try to get your point across. Well, well, give me one that you remember vividly that you was like, you know what, that's a, that's a BS call or 
Come on, Rev. Like, give me one that you remember distinctly. Well, my, uh, pro- probably my, my worst one, which thank goodness it didn't cost us a game, was down, down there in the Sweet 16 back in 2013 against Baylor. Uh, you know, about a minute and a half left, uh, called a charge and call on Bria Smith and made a beautiful take to the basket. She was up in the air. Kid slid under. It should have been an AM1 call a charge. And I just kind of sat up on the scores table because I was sitting right there and they turned around and teed me up. And I was yeah. like, you know, the one time I don't say anything that I never, I, I really didn't say a word. I didn't get my money's worth on that one. So, uh, unfortunately for us, Monique Reed, a Louisville native herself, uh, stepped up to the free throw line when we were down one with about a minute, uh, uh, about 1.8 seconds, three, four seconds left, and made both free throws to seal the win for us. So, it could have been a costly te- uh, a technical foul for sure. Right, right. Hey, Cole, that's, that's pretty funny right there. Hey, almost like that Tim Duncan uh, one back in the day. He just looked at, looked at Joy Crawford, gave him a team <laughs> in the play. That's kind of the same situation. <laughs> that's right. You got it. So, Coach, tell us about uh, how the program, uh, you know, leading up to the AC tournament and the COVID situation, how did you guys, um, you know, handle that situation behind the scenes with, you know, making sure all your kids were safe? And, you know, I know that you – Y'all are on a, on a roll this year trajectory to win a national championship. You know, talk about just those uh, days leading up to the ACC tournament and with the cancellation of the season. Well, everything was going well, actually. You know, we, we had played in the ACC tournament down in Greensboro, got beat in the semifinals in a great game against Florida State. Um, and uh, that Monday actually started spring break for us, which was uh, – it was unusual because we normally started selection Monday week was, has always been our spring break. Uh, so with it being the week before we'd actually arrange for our team to go down to Orlando and do some, some training there for about three days just to get out of town. It was spring break week. Um, so they actually flew down to Orlando Monday morning um, and had three great days down there, did some rehab, some training, just, just to get out of Louisville, you know, so they were able to go down and enjoy the sun. We come back. They came back Wednesday night. I went out recruiting for those three days, doing home visits. And then Thursday, we had a great day of practice. I was really excited. The energy was fantastic. Kids were excited to be back. Um, finished up practice. I went and got myself a workout in myself, come back, and my phone, it's blowing up as they just canceled the NCAA tournament. So, tracked down all the players, brought, uh, brought them back into my office and sat down and broke them the news. But what, what we talked about the whole time was you've got two, two, two choices. We, we can either talk, talk about the possible six games that we didn't get to play because that's really what it was down to for us. You had the NCAA tournament. If you get to the finals, it's six games. So we can complain about those or we can talk about the 32 games that we did get to play and the memories that we'll have from them, the moments we shared, the excitement. So we really just started talking about the season, talking about the the good times we had, you know, all those, it's it's special with no, you you go back and and you can think about some of the games you played, some of the moments you had, but you're talking more about the time you spent in the hotel, on the bus. You know, once you got to the hotel, it's you you remember a few games, but those aren't the moments that you really share the most. So we just sat there for a good 35, 40 minutes and talked about the year we had. Um, And I'm like, guys, we're 28 and four. We're ranked sixth in the the country right now. 
And uh, we had a legitimate shot at competing for a national championship. And unfortunately, it was cut short. So let's not worry about that. Let's celebrate what did happen. Yeah, see, I would totally agree. I think that the, I mean, obviously the outcome is, 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 you know, it is what it is, but as a, as a competitor, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to, at at that age, when you mentioned, like, think about the things that you did do, like at the age that I sit at now, you know, 31, um, you know, there are plenty of games I can go back to. Heck, you know, the, the, the game we played against you all at Xavier when y'all ended up beating us, you know, like I can go back to those things, but like, um, it's more so like what you're talking about, like my teammates and the things we did outside of basketball, the fun we had, that, those type of things. Um, it's going to be hard at first, though. Um, that's what I you know, try to tell. That I've been hit up by a few people like, hey, I'm so mad or this happened or that happened. And, you know, we, we don't know what the future holds and things like that. But, you know, y'all still did something that a lot of people won't ever get the opportunity to do. You're number six in the country. You, yep. you know, 32 games, like, you know, you've done something that, that hasn't, you know, that a lot of people don't get to do. So I think that that's, you know, very important um, to be said and for, for players to understand. Especially, you're exactly right, because that's what we, we talked about. And then, you know, it, it, and it is hard when you're 18 to tw- 22 years old, and this is what you've trained for the whole year. You know, you're training for seeding the NCAA tournament, the opportunity to play in it. But as we try try to talk to them about, you know, the grand scheme of things, when you get to be 35, uh, 40 years old, and if this is the worst thing that happens to you, that you didn't get the opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament your senior year, you're doing pretty darn good, you know? So try to find the positives and then move on from there. Yeah. So I, I would just shift gears a little bit and ask you, like, what, you know, how, how did you, you know, to sustain – um, being able to, to to compete at that level year you know year after year, you know what what is the locker room like? How how do you sustain that? Well, it's just um, it's a culture. It's an expectation. It's having players that help you build something. So when your freshmen come in, I'm not having to explain to them, hey, this is what we do. This is how we do it. All they have to do is look and go, oh my gosh. I see what Angel McCotry is doing. I see what Shoni Schimmel is doing, what Asia Durr is doing, Dana Evans. You just go down the line. And, you know, Sarah Hammond, Shante Dyers, we've had players that have come through here that are willing to put the time in. And as a freshman, when you step into our, into our program, and it's like, okay, you've got your summer access. You've got your two hours or three hours a week. And as coaches, we finish, and then all of a sudden your returners are staying. Because they know, hey, we, I can't get where I want to get personally with just two hours a week. Those freshmen are like, oh, so this is what we do. So this is how it's done around here. So I, I think it's just we've had some great players and great young, young women that have come in here and bought into what we do. Uh, and then it's our job. If, if you've got a few that don't quite understand it, it's our job to make sure they understand it. Uh, and that's part of it. I, I tell them all the time. Coaching is like parenting for the fact that my own kids don't like me all the time. Uh, but the end of, end of the day, they know I love them. And if you can show that to your players off the court, then you'll get a group that will run through a wall for you. Absolutely. So do you have, like, team, what are y'all, like, you know, core value, your pillars, you know, the things that your non-negotiables, the thing that you, you know, Louisville women's basketball absolutely stand for? I'll be honest with you, special, we don't have a bunch of rules. 
we, what we talk about is real simple. You act like an adult, we'll treat you like one. Okay. First and foremost. And if you don't know how we'll teach you. Okay. And then we always talk about academics, class attendance, and we, and we play hard. I mean, it's one thing that we teach and we value is you've got to be willing to put it out there. You've got to be willing to compete. Um, I like players that, as I tell them all the time, guys, I, I expect to win. I hate to lose. You know, you go out and win. Of course, we're preparing to win a game. It's got to hurt more to lose than the joy you get from, uh, from, from winning. Um, and those are the kind of kids that, that, that we go out and recruit. Well, here's my smart one, Mark. It, it, it hurt to, you know, it hurt me more when we lost to you all. But, um, yeah. So what, are, what is, um, you know, obviously all collegiate, we kind of got kind of the same time frame and things like that. Um, you know, what, how, how long do you practice? How long? I know everybody, all coaches have different philosophies. Some it's like we're going three hours. We're going an hour here. We're, you know, um, your, your team and in the, in the style of play that you guys play. They, they seem to be in like very good shape. So how, how do you, you know, how, how are they maintaining that? Our kids will get to the gym on an average day, let's say at 12, 12, 15, 12, 20 after class, you know, they eat lunch. Then we'll, we'll normally start at 1245, 1250 with, with some film and then they'll stretch and we're out of there by three o'clock. I mean, we are, we're, we're, we're one to three. And if you actually take out the stretching, we're probably one fifteen to three. Hey, Coach, hold on. I'm going to cut you off real quick, Coach, because I know yeah. I saw your the Twitter page, Take Out the Stretching. You know, I yeah. saw as you did the push-up drill, Coach Katie. Shout out to Coach Katie, uh, your strength coach. Yeah, you say, yo, we ain't wasting no time on stretching. You That's know, exactly why y'all like right. the stretching part, Coach? Come on, I'm a straight coach. We got to stretch. You know what I'm saying? Hey, back back 20-something years ago when we just grabbed, grabbed our ankle and pulled it behind your butt on one leg and then the uh, other leg, for some reason, we had, I feel like we had less injuries back in those days. Then when I got, the, they, they, they bringing out the foam roller now. They bring out that little gun to shoot them up. And I've never seen so, uh, 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 so many tools. Uh, but no, you know, but so we actually special. It's, it's, uh, it's probably an hour and 45 once we start our, our, our season. And I'm just a big believer that if you can't get things done in, in an hour and a half, hour and 45, then it, you're just dragging it out. Now, because we do that, I'd say 90% of my players, if that 95, will stay in the gym after practicing get shots up because I'm not practicing for three and a half hours, for four hours. And I think it's, it's, it's benefited us. And I think, you know, if, if you go back and look at our 12 years, 13 years we've been here, we've seemed to pretty much figure out a way to play our best ball come March when we're getting into the NCAA tournament. I think part of that is because our kids are fresh. And that's what's important. I see a lot of teams, like you said, that get to March and they look tired. They look worn down. They look beat up. They look, you know, so um, that's, that's, that's very important. So with the, with the type of success that your program has had, you know, this is kind of, it, it's not cliche, but it is. What does success look like for you? Like, you know, say like, okay, for example, you know, you don't go as far as you, you would have liked to, or, you know, we can use the COVID for an example. You, you didn't get to um, make the, you know, we didn't get to see sure. you in the NCAA, 
and things like that. What, what is what is a successful season look like for you? Well, I, I think the one thing that we always do talk about here is not judging our season on one game. You know, because obviously only one team is going to win the entire thing. Uh, you know, we have lost twice in the finals to UConn. And I'll be honest with you, after the game, I, I thought we played hard. You know, we we were just unfortunate to play a, a UConn team, I think, twice that, that went undefeated. Brianna Stewart's year, they, 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 they won four straight. I mean, they were pretty darn talented, but I thought we played hard. And at the end of the day, I tell them, we've taken a program that averaged about 2,500 fans a night uh, our first year here to close to 10,000 a night. And it's not because we win every game, but I tell our players, hey, it's my job as a coach to get pe- people to show up. Our marketing department does a great job. I go out and speak as much as I can. But then it's their job when that game starts to make them want, w- w- want to come back. And it's not always by just winning a game. It's how you play. So for us, we don't judge our year just on one game. After the COVID shut everything down, you know, I thought we, we had a really good year. You know, obviously we lose a game to, two, two games of Florida State, uh, one to Syracuse, um, and I'm not sure who our fourth one was. Oh, Ohio State. So, I mean, just a great year. So I'll look back on it and be like, guys, what a fantastic year. Now, our ultimate goal is to win the entire thing. But like you say, I'm not going to judge everything just on one game. And then for us, our, our, our players do such an unbelievable job out in our community, academically. It just we've been here for 13 years, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, special. I, I don't, I don't go to bed worrying about what what are my kids doing tonight. You know, am, am I going to be getting a phone call from somebody? You know, so and so was here, sh- shouldn't have been there. But I do tell them, I expect them to enjoy college. I want them to enjoy the experiences. If they want to get into sorority, go, go for it. You know, get into many, as many extracurricular activities as you can because, as you know, you only get one shot at it. You know, Absolutely. so maximize it. Ma- maximize it. And that's what I challenge them to do. You know, I enjoyed my college experience. I expect my players to enjoy theirs also. Let me take a time out to tell you about my friends over at Soul Lounge, Houston's premier boutique for the latest fashions. Chinatown Market? Check. BBC? You know they got all that. You know Adidas? Man, they got all of that stuff too. The swag, the footwear, Yeezys, and they got everything. No Referees Podcast and Soul Lounge is partnered up to bring you a special offer for listening to this episode. Go online to soullouncehtx.com and enter promo code No Rules to get 20% off your entire purchase. That's No Rules, all one word, all caps. Soul Lounge, live what you love. For the last five ACC titles you won, you got a monster recruiting class coming in. So I just got a recruiting question for you. Yeah. When you roll up to these recruits' house in your Adidas Climalite, you know, full uniform, you know, you walk up in these kids' living room, 
you know, what is it, some of the things that you're, you know, selling about the program, telling about the program, you know, not only talking about having uh, uh, five WNBA uh, draft picks the last two years, you know, like I said, multiple AC championships, multiple trips to the national championship game. What are you sitting down with these parents and these kids when you're in their living rooms talking to them about the UofL program? Well, I just tell them the things that we can offer. You know, what we try and do, I also tell them we aren't for everybody. You know, uh, you know, we're looking to win a national championship. We're looking for players that have that drive. At the same time, I do talk to them about, I ask players what they want. Some players want to be a, a WNBA all-star. Some players want to play four years, get a degree, have a great college experience, go into the workforce, have, have a family. Perfect. So I tell them, you tell me what you want, and that's going to be how I push you. And there's nothing wrong with that. I've had players that have been great players, great players, that didn't want to be a WNBA player, which is fine. But I also have had players that want to play for 10 years after college, and I know what that looks like. So I'll sit down, and I'll be like, hey, if you want this, if you want to be a WNBA player, our two hours of practice a day is not going to cut it. So you better get in here before practice or stay after for at least a half hour, work on shooting, work on different aspects of, of your game. And we'll tell them what they need to work on. And then if you don't, and you just want to be a good college basketball player, that, that's fine too. So you might need to stay in the gym an extra 10 minutes after practice, just working on free throw shooting or working on a three-point shot. So we talk to them about that. We talk to them. We want – I, I want to know what you want. And then when you tell us what you want, then we can help you get that. Uh, and, and we just talk about, about us as people, you know. Um, I love what I do, but it's not my life. You know, I love to, to, to come home to my family. Yeah, Coach, I, I remember reading some news clippings that um, I know there was a big buzz around the program a few years ago. And, you know, I remember your wife coming out saying, yo, I need you at home more. You know what I'm saying? I need you around the kids more. They, you know, I remember that. And I, I remember, you know, just respecting you so much as not only a coach, but more so as a family man when that when those things came out. So I just want to say I commend you on that. And, you know, I, I follow you on social media. I see all the stuff you know with your family, your kids. And, you know, so I just want to, again, keep me on that. Piggyback on that real quick, Coach. I got something funny to ask you. Let's so, hear it. When you go, when you sit in those, those parents' living rooms, tell me someone, tell me one Two things. One of the best meals you've had on a recruiting visit and one of the worst meals you've had on a recruiting visit. Golly. I'm going to be honest with, with you here. You don't go on – I've never been on a recruiting visit, a home visit, where I've gotten a bad meal. Because I, the one thing I'll give for parents that's, and yeah, players – That's what forward. If they can't cook, they're going to order out. <laughs> like, you, you don't experiment when you're bringing a coach over for a home visit. And, I, and I've never had a, per se, a bad meal. All right, what's, your, what's, your, what's been your best meal? Now, we, I've had some good ribs at some places. I've, I've had some really good, good ribs. And then, you know, one of my favorites, no, no lie, I, I love collard greens. Absolutely. Hey, okay, yeah, get some collard greens, and coach. I've, I've been on a few, a few visits where I think I've surprised a few of them where they brought, they, they, they brought out some good greens, and I'm like, hey, I'm all in. Hey, they must not know where you're from, Coach. You, you from the South. You know I, I know. That's, that's exactly right. 
So no, it's really the one thing I'll say is you you don't get bad you, you don't get bad food. Some of the time you, you just have to you know if you're trying to watch your weight, it's tough in, in during during those months you're doing uh, some home visits. I was going to ask too. So when y'all are um you know what's the relationship like with with the men's staff? Obviously, you got my guy over there, Chris Mack, who Xavier. You know, so um, what, what's what's like um you know do y'all do y'all kind of branch off each other? pick ideas, brainstorm together, like what's, what's that like? I know a lot of teams, women and men team kind of share ideas and things of that nature. Yeah, no, it, 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 it's been great. You know, it's, it's been a little bit of a change, especially with Chris just getting here, you know, he's two, he's two years in now and they had a whole bunch of stuff that they, that, that they're working on. Uh, but I've always had great relationships with all of our men's coaches. It, it, you know, when Rick was here, he was fantastic to work with. Uh, you know, come, come to practice anytime I wanted, just go on, sneak on through, sit down. Uh, it's, it's the same way it is now. Uh, the nice thing is we are very fortunate that we don't have to, we don't share a practice facility, which makes things a lot e- easier with practice times and individual workouts. You're, you're not scheduling around uh, uh, somebody else. But, you know, I think it's been great. It, it, it's great to have two, <laughs> two programs that are very competitive. Uh, you know, nationally ranked. Um, and that's what our, our goals are constantly here. You know, it's fun when, when you can sit there and you can talk to recruits about your football program, about your men's basketball program, your soccer programs. Volleyball goes to the Elite Eight this past year. So we have had a lot of, of athletic success here at Louisville. Nice. What um, – because, I you know, I've been the- – Kentucky is a little, in my opinion, a little country. Okay, a little country. What's like um, the top? I don't know. I've always wanted to go to a, like a country, not bar per se, but like a country bar. What's like the top like country bar out there? I'll be honest with you. In in Louisville, we don't. It, it's not like Nashville. You uh, you get Nashville. Nashville. Yeah, now, see, <laughs> I, I'm, we we are a little bit of both. We we've got the southern charm and a northern city. We got a little bit of every, everything around here. Um, you know, the the one thing I'll tell you about you know for yourself when when you come down now, our bars are open till four in the morning when they're open. Oh. You know, which is about up your alley right now, special. I know you you aren't getting ready till about twelve thirty. No, Jeff. No, it's like the, it's like them college days. I know, I know. Not anymore. Uh, not anymore. I mean, I have to come down and uh, visit though. You got my girl on staff, JP. You know. That's oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. Gotta, hey, if there. you went to Xavier, you were probably tearing it up at Prime up there. No, Dana's actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually at Dana's. Don't tell anybody, but yeah. <laughs> Only went to Dana's. We didn't. We didn't go to prom. So that. All right. You know a little something. I I know where you were when we played. You guys. (laughs) You know, I went to Northern Kentucky University. So NKU. So so we used to go over there and have have some good times during the year. Oh yeah. You got to go to Dana's. Dana's. (laughs) Coach, I'm gonna put you on the spot real quick. Being in Louisville, you know, I'm 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 gonna ask you one question, and I, I know a lot of Louisvillians. Are gonna say we're gonna see what this coach really like. Murnos or a mint julep? Which one? If you had to choose one, which one are you picking? A mint julep. <laughs> Have to. 
For sure. Talk talk to people about who don't know about Mint Julep. That's one of the staples. That's one thing we're going to miss. You know, we missed the Derby the first first Saturday in May. Uh, Hopefully, they'll be able to to, to run it here in September. Uh, You know, it's the longest running sporting event in the country. Uh, And they definitely want to keep that going. But – it, it, it's been strange for, for all of us, you know, it's, it's, it's a new norm. I'm not, I'm not saying I necessarily like the new norm. I like being able to be out and, 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 and socialize, but we are doing what, what we're being asked to do. And hopefully we can get a handle on this thing and, you know, gradually open things back up and be smart about it and get our country back uh, uh, working again, which I know everybody wants to be. Yeah, you know, I've been to uh, the Kentucky Derby. The very first time I went to Kentucky Derby, I won. I won. I won my little ticket. If you won. won that's good. <laughs> I won sixty-seven dollars. I was happy when I went to turn my little ticket in, and then right next to me, a guy turned a ticket for twelve thousand. I was like, "Dang!" I was like, "I, I bet my little one dollar." Well, hey, <laughs> I got to – hey, I'm I'm willing to bet he I'm I'm willing to put down some money. He may have bet a little bit larger. Yeah, yeah, I only bet a dollar or two dollars, something like that. And yeah, I think he bet, you know, maybe like a hundred. I just couldn't do it, Coach. I was my first time. I was like, you know, I had to buy the little book, you know, the little program book. I, was, you know, I had to make sure my my little hat and my gear game was right, you know. Was, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, that's great. So I want to ask too. Um, I know that, and I'm college wise. I know that. You know, recruiting and everything like that. We're on the road, different things. This is the first time we've been like at a at a real like standstill in our career. Um, you and he he, Everest talked about the article of you know your wife saying be home a little more. How was how that? How 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 have you found the balance? Like, well, I think that's like I said. It's it. I I love what I do, but it's not it's not my life. Uh, you know, it's important to 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 be able to spend time with your family. Uh, you know, but at the same time, my, my, my wife understands, you know, she played at, at Vanderbilt, she played college basketball and she understands it. Uh, you know, when we're out to eat, if, if a recruit calls and it's a, 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 one of our top recruits, well, I take the call and she understands that it's part of the job. Uh, but you know, we've, we've done just as much recruiting, if not more since this COVID hit because kids are at home. They're at home. They're calling. You know, they're not in school from 8 to 3.30, then practice after, where they might only have a couple hours in the evening. Most of them, they're finished with their schoolwork, say, at noon, in the afternoon, early afternoon, because, you know, as a teacher, when I'm giving out assignments, I've normally got 25 kids in a classroom or 20. Well, now it's one-on-one. You send it to me, so I do it on my time. So I might be able to finish that thing in, in, in a half hour compared to an hour. So, you know, we've actually done more recruiting here uh, than probably in the past. And then the other thing, it, it, it's been pretty special. I always try to find the, the positive in things. I've been able, able to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner with my kids for the last nine weeks, which, I, you know, once this is over, that probably will never happen again that you can spend nine weeks and, you know, I love my kids. I love my wife. It's, I've enjoyed being at home. Now she might want me to leave some, but I've enjoyed it. (laughs) 
Yeah, that, that's 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 great. That, are you so family oriented? You the family guy at work? Are your kids come to practice? Are they you know are, are they involved? I know like oh yeah. Okay. I've got my kids come to work. Coach Purcell's got three girls, three under the age of nine. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's it's great. I, what better role models can I ask for than the players I have on my team than for my children? Coach, I want to ask you a quick question. We've got a few more minutes left and got to get you out of here. Uh, just staying with recruiting real quick. Um, you, you have a, one of the top-rated recruiting classes coming in. Um, you had three great players that sat out last year. Talk about what the future holds for the program we do, when we do get back on the court uh, after this COVID situation. How excited are you for the future uh, with this new group coming? We, we are really excited about things. Uh, you know, we have a great group uh, coming back. Our, fre- our incoming freshman class is really talented. Um, it's just been neat to watch our own team as they've gotten together on Zoom themselves. Like, they've organized things without us. You know, I'm like, guys, our great teams that we have are the ones that are more worried about building a relationship amongst each other than worried about, oh, did Coach see me not box out? You know, did Coach see me not close that person off on the baseline? When they're looking at each other during a game going, hey, that's my fault for not boxing out. It won't happen again. That's when I know we have a chance to be great. Because when you're more concerned about what your teammate thinks than compared to what coach is going to say to you, then we're in business. And that's what we have right now. We have a group that they get together once or twice a week. I don't even know about it. I don't have to because they want to be great. And they're like, hey, we don't want to be that team that uses this as an excuse to why we couldn't get better. They're figuring out ways and finding ways to get better. So when we are able to get back in the gym, instead of trying to make things up, we're just still moving forward. Yeah, that's great, Coach. Uh, I know that when we do, recruiting is the lifeblood of the program. You know, without, it sure recruiting, is. without recruiting, you know, you, you, it's going to be another team bouncing a basketball. It's <laughs> exactly right. Good, good players make you good coaches. I'll tell you that. And, uh, you know, it's not just the good players. We're very fortunate to have, you know, high-quality players in the terms of their character and like I said before when when you know you don't have to worry about what they're doing behind your back it makes a difference well, I think like I, I follow um, his program I've had for you know quite some time I mean come on down and see a ball game coach come on special ball game. I want to come to a practice you're more than welcome our practices are always open yeah yeah I want to I'm going to dial in like that I want to you know want to email you and say hey coach what Thoughts on this? Let me let me get a, a baseline out of bounds play. You know, give me your best. Give me your best sideline play. Anytime you want, come on. Okay, well, I'll, sure. I'll, it's well, it's one of the things I'll tell you. Special, we take great pride in is, you know, we we didn't invent the game here. Absolutely. You know, we steal it. You know, <laughs> I, I well, we watch yeah everything on TV. You know, back when the NBA would be in. You know, my wife and I'd be sitting there watching the ball game and somebody run a good sideline out of bounds and you just rewind it, DVR it. I put my phone up and film it. And then I send it to my, my video guy and be like, hey, we need to add this, pull, uh, pull this out. Um, I, I think that that's what the good coaches do. Yeah. Is instead of thinking you invented the game, you know, just try to take the pieces of it that are really good, that, uh, that others do and implement it into your program. And then put, put your own little, you know, twist on things. Yeah. And then what? And then watch it grow. 
Okay. Well, I'm, I'm you know, I'm dead serious. I'm, I'll, I'll reach out to you. I'll, I'll reach come out. Come on. Your brand yeah, I definitely want to get to a, come see a practice or something. Coach, you're talking about game games and pieces. So are you still in those game pieces from your daughters when y'all playing Monopoly Junior? Now, you know what? We're into Uno now. We, we have had <laughs> battles of Uno around the house. Did y'all play Uno Attack? No, we have not done that yet. You need to get them Uno Attack. It's the one where the cards, you hit the button, and you know what I mean? How you hit somebody with a draw two? Yeah. The card burst out at you in different things. Like, yeah, you. you oh, okay. They're probably, that. they're probably ready for that. Uno, Uno okay. Attack is. is the- Uno Attack, okay. You go. <laughs> well, all right, all right, Coach. We, we thank you for coming on No Referees podcast, uh, sharing some stories. You know, take some time out of your busy day. Like you said, right now, the time of year, even though we're at home on quarantine, you know, we're busier than ever with recruiting and you know keeping the program afloat. So I just want to thank you for coming on, and sharing some stories. Everyone, please go follow Coach Walls on the social media at Coach Jeff Walls and his team page, the U of L Women's Basketball Program at U of L W B B. That's our friend. Coach Jeff Wallace, thank you, sir. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. Appreciate it, Coach. Howdy. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the No Referees Podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this show. And rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on social media at No Referees Pod. Till the next episode, we out.